This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host, Sterling Scott. Hey, what's going on? This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca. You can also find it on all of your other platforms and it's produced by my boy Matt. Make sure you guys check out all his information. If you want to produce an amazing podcast, that's the guy you got to hit up. With that being said, let's begin the show. People, people, what's up? How you doing? How has the world treated you in the last few days since I talked to you? Um, I'm going to uh, be honest and say that I apologize to all my podcast listeners because I said that the podcast was supposed to come out every Sunday. And then for the last uh, two weeks, it hasn't been on a Sunday. And that's my fault. Um, I was going through a lot of shit since... Uh, for the last couple of weeks and I don't know man I just haven't been myself people I'm sorry I uh I don't even know how to explain it other than saying that it feels like um it feels like when you have so much uh potential or so much to do but yet you're incapable of doing any of it and that you feel like every day is a wasted day of your life like because it's not being used to get to your goals and uh that's pretty much how I feel a lot of the times, and it, it, it's messing with me. It fucks with me a lot, and uh, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like that, but uh, it is how I feel, and I'm just trying to get things on the go. I mean, it's very difficult with COVID and all these other things happening to try to you know, create momentum because there's always all these guidelines, laws, and rules, and it was difficult enough as it is to try to you know, be an entertainer. Uh, now it's even harder. And, uh, you know, uh, every day I just want to, I just want to get out there and do what I do, but I can't. And there's all, all these restrictions holding me back. And the more I'm being held back, the more I feel like I'm worthless, the more I feel like I'm worthless, you know, the more it drags me down. And then when I'm dragged down, I, I want to pick myself up by doing something. And then when I try to do something, well, you know, the cycle continues. But don't uh, make that make it all sound like all sad and depressing and shit. I'm living a great life. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to you guys right now, and uh, I'm smoking a, a very delicious uh, strain of weed called Puta Breath. I don't know. I never heard of it before, but the shit's organic and it's fire. And uh, when you hear me take my little breath, that's what I'm smoking in between. And then I have, you know... A lot of beautiful kids, and I'm so happy about that. So it's not like I'm down. It's just that, you know, you know, you just don't feel right, you know? It's, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's kind of like, you know you can do so much, and yet you're failing, you know? It's like, guys, you ever have performance anxiety? Yeah, it got quiet right there, didn't it? A lot of you guys right there got a little nervous. None of you guys have performance anxiety. Performance anxiety, guys, for the ladies listening, performance anxiety is when a guy goes to make love to you and he can't get his dick hard. And it's like he knows he's got a big dick and he knows he can lay down the fuck, but he's so in his head that he can't get up for the performance. And the fact that he can't get up for the performance is actually then making him even more nervous because of the fact that he's there, like, oh, my God, is this going to happen? And then it's just a horrible cycle until the girl kicks you out of her house and makes fun of you uh, in her group chat. Um, so that's how I feel, right? Hey, is if performance anxiety for a guy is getting soft, is performance anxiety for a woman 
being dry? Is that is that what happens? Why? Because there's no loop. We're not fortunate enough to have anything to fix us when we have performance anxiety. But ladies, you can get through it. Like, I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know. Ladies, write into me and tell me. Why is it that you're, you get dry? Is it performance anxiety? Are you nervous? Are you not, you know... Are you worried? Are you, you know, intimidated? Or is it that the guy's breath stinks and you don't want him to uh, lick your vagina because you're worried that you will then get a yeast infection? Please let me know because that is something that I need to know. I, I do need to know these things. But anyways, uh, moving on, uh, the last episode we talked about some very intense things about uh, the shit that happened with me at the club and that I was going to go back in. Um, I have not gone back into the club yet um, for a multitude of reasons. One was um, I just didn't want to deal with it at the moment. Let me explain. It's very difficult emotionally for me to have to constantly talk about and deal with and explain you know, shit that I go through when it's a traumatic experience. And uh, I'm sick and tired of having to explain to people that have said racist shit to me um, or that is racist or whatever. I have to constantly defend myself, my character. I have to then be picked apart every single time and every single issue has to be questioned. And every it's, it's almost like... I accuse a person of being racist, but I'm the one that's on trial. And uh, it's exhausting. And I know when I go to confront this person that I'm going to have to do it again. And a lot of you are like, well, yeah, get in there. Yell, yeah, rah. And you have to understand that it's not, um, I don't, I wish this never happened. I don't want to hate this person. I don't want to dislike this person this hurts because i you know this person has been uh around my career and uh somebody in my life for a very long time and to find out you know after all this time their views and aspects about who i am as a person and an individual and the culture of my people is something that is detestable to them it's devastating you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm not the person that's going to be out here being like, yeah, I want to be on the war path. Nah, it's it's painful for me. It's painful for me to the fact that I wish I could just let it go away. But I can't let it go away because if I do, then I only permit it to go on longer. In fact, like I told you guys last week, the fact that I you know, never addressed a lot of the racial uh, commentary was because I was letting it go. And because I let it go, it only grew and became worse. And so uh, if not for me, for the future of other people that cross through there, that person needs to know and understand that they crossed the line and that their views and, and commentary is racist and that they, uh, I don't care if you have a black friend you know what I'm saying? I was your black friend, I mean, or associate or whatever, you know, and uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's just exhausting, people. It's exhausting to have to deal with it. So that's part of the reason why I, uh, ha I didn't go. And then the other reason was um, 
my car fucked up and uh, I know guys I'm still dealing with the fact that I hit the coyote a few weeks ago so uh well yeah by the way it wasn't a wolf it was a coyote uh you know from what other experts have said but either which way, I finally got the car, drove it. I had to pay a bunch of money to get the car out of the shop with no bumper on it and no windshield washer tank. That's right. And I drove eight and a half hours across this great country of Canada with no bumper and no windshield washer fluid tank all the way back to Edmonton just to take it to another mechanic because that mechanic is going to charge less than the other mechanic. So my car is in the shop uh, and I don't have a ride. And uh, as bougie as this might sound, I fucking hate taking the bus. I hate it. I don't live in a big city. Now, Edmonton is a big city, but our transit system sucks. It's terrible. In fact, Edmonton is the only city that I've seen where the transit system is so bad that the newspaper reported it that it's better to have a car than it is to take the bus in Edmonton. Uh, that's how bad our transit system is. And so I hate taking the bus. And uh, I'm not trying to take the bus for two and a half hours to get to this place just to take the bus two and a half back hours back. That's a five-hour round trip. Uh, that's literally me driving to Saskatoon. I'm not trying to do it, people. And I'm not trying to pay the Uber because that costs about $80 round trip. So I don't want to do it. So uh, I don't really have a lot of people around me that uh, can drive me to the clubs and stuff like that and uh, can take me around. So... Um, yeah, I'm just kind of like uh, in uh, limbo right now. I did have a friend uh, who uh, listens to the podcast uh, question me on this, and they were like, well, fuck it. We'll drive you ourselves. So on Wednesday, they're going to come pick me up and take me to confront, uh, you know, this person whom, uh, you know, there's no other way I can say other than I'm saying, man, this person hurt me. Person hurt by, you know, it, it really fucked with my life in the sense that, you know, that cold, harsh reality when it hits that the shit that you fight and the things that you talk about, well, the people that surround you are the ones that are doing it. And uh, that's, uh, it's hard for me. So I apologize um, that I haven't uh, been able to give you guys an update and anything exciting where it's like I come back like, motherfuckers, I told this son of a bitch this and then I punched him in his eye and stole his wallet. Uh, that's not <laughs> that's not what I have to report. Um, and honestly, I, 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 I tell you guys, my 56 dedicated listener, by the way, it dropped down to 50. I blame that on the fact that the podcast came out late and also that I didn't really push to say to you guys like usually i would release it and ah, someone's texting me at this time in the morning i need to put my phone on silent i don't like talking to anybody else have their phone ring too much and it gives you anxiety i am that guy i am uh, definitely uh the kind of person where if my phone rings too many times i'll 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 leave the room i'll turn it off i'll do all kinds of shit i do not like my phone don't call me People, if you're my friend, don't call me. I don't really want to talk to you. Um, it's not that I don't love you. Just don't call me. I don't like it. Don't do anything that you could have sent in a text message or a voice note. Uh, <laughs> my phone rings too much. 
It does. Between spam callers, bill collectors, and people that actually care about me, my phone rings on average 18 times a day. And that's not an exaggeration. My phone today from 9 a.m. to right now, it's 11.30 a.m. My phone has rang six times and I've received eight text messages. That's ridiculous. All right? So if you love me, don't call me. Just text me. Better yet, email me. I wish I could go back to the days of a fucking two-way pager. I swear to God, I'd be the happiest person. I don't like the fact that with a cell phone, people feel they have the right, just because they have your number that you're supposed to answer. And that if you don't answer, that it's a problem. Because, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I don't want to give you that, my energy that way. I give my energy when I feel like it. And as much as I may seem like this, great uh fun person to be around yo i need my i need my alone and my quiet time i need my alone and my quiet time and if i don't get it um i take it and i take it wherever i feel like i'm uh i'm an amazing boss and a terrible employee and i work for myself so this company's not doing too well at the moment (laughs) uh hr does not fucking show up on time to deal with the asshole that is me as an employee but me as a boss uh, is great because I, I'll explain that later. But anyways, there's a lot. Uh, every time I finish the podcast, I always hang up with you guys and then be like, ah, shit, I didn't talk about this. I didn't talk about that. There's so many things that I keep forgetting because I get wrapped up in my old emotions and then I uh, end the podcast. Um, I wanted to say this because uh, I'm going to, I'm saying this because I want to, have you guys keep me honest. Like if I talk to you guys about it, I feel like I have to keep coming in and report it. Uh, I'm going to start the keto diet. That's right. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to start the keto diet. Now, I did start it before. I was doing it for about two months and did not tell you guys about it because I forgot. Like I said, I get wrapped up in a bunch of shit and forget to talk about some of the things that I'm doing. But uh, I did keto. I was 187 pounds uh, before COVID, by the way. I didn't gain weight on COVID. I lost weight on COVID. Um, I was 187 pounds pre-COVID. And um, uh, sometime in like May, I think it was May 1st. Yeah, May 1st, I started keto. And I... um. Ended up losing uh, uh, 22 pounds. I went from uh, 187 down to 165. And um, I was really happy with it. And then uh, I came off keto August for... uh, Wait, is it August yet? No, sorry. I came... (laughs) I suck. Uh, August 1st. No, I came off of keto uh, eight days ago. And uh, for the last eight days, I've been eating... Whatever the hell I feel like, because keto is a restrictive ass diet. It's a, it's a, it's more, it's a fun diet where you can eat a lot of bad things, but the other things that you can't eat is a really big menu, because you're not supposed to go over, you know, you got to be like under 20 grams of carbs, and like I think it's under like 20 grams of sugar, and just to give you guys an idea of what. 20 grams of carbs is a slice of bread has 15 grams of carbs so if you ate a slice of bread you would only be allowed five more carbs 
for the rest of the day. And that's with everything that you eat. And so it's very difficult to be on that diet. Um, but I'm going to go on the keto diet. And my goal is to get down to 155 and uh, let's get this six-pack rolling. I want to look like I should be in uh, that black porn. You know what I mean? Like, not the, not like, I want to... <laughs> I want to look like I should be in porn. Let's just be honest with it. And I'm talking about like the porn, like on Pornhub, you know, blacked, where it's like muscular, good looking black dudes. I want to be able to be that. I just want to be able to take my shirt off and nobody get disgusted with me. That's pretty much where I want to be at. And so I'm going to start keto uh, probably on Monday. And uh, I'm going to rock with you guys and let you know the journey, man. It's going to be interesting on this next tip because I got to do keto intermittent fasting with heavy lifting because that three in combination is supposed to work and uh i want to do it until my body is like good enough that if i was on television as a black dude that when i because that when i take my shirt off that you know it looks like I should have taken my shirt off, you know, because I don't know why. But check this out if you guys have noticed this. Have you ever noticed that uh, black men are like ridiculously sexually uh, objectified in movies? Like every black dude in a movie has to take his shirt off within the first two or three appearances of his character. Like for some reason, I don't understand why, but that's become a thing now. And so every black dude in on television has to have like some ridiculously ass yoked body. And um, for all the women sitting there like, oh, well, that's how we women feel. Yeah, well, well, fucking all right, cool. I get it. All right. <laughs> I'm on your side. But in this business, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. And if you want it to change, then you have to be the change. Because the reason why Hollywood does all this shit is because... They think, they they believe that's what sells. As in, that's what you, the viewer, wants to see. So anyways, uh, I'm going to try to get yoked. I want a six-pack. I want to look like uh, I'm on the cover of a Wheaties box. And uh, I'm going for it, man. I'm going for it. And um, I hope you guys follow along with me. And we see how this shit goes. Um, so I'm going to start keto. And uh, I'm also, I don't know if I told you guys, uh, but I've been doing cartoons and uh, it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Have you guys watched it yet? If you haven't watched it, I'm releasing one tomorrow. I'm actually working on it right now. And the reason why I'm making this cartoon is because um, I just wanted to do something different and everybody uh, made fun of me which I love and enjoy. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was cool. I uh, have a big-ass beard. And I don't know. Do you guys ever just want change, just want something different, just look at yourself and be like, what What would I look like without this? Well, for me, it was the beard. And I shaved off all of my facial hair. I'm talking completely shaved it off. And um, what made me laugh is when I shaved it off, I uh, was talking, I went to go see uh, and talk to my daughter and I put my daughter on FaceTime and she looked at my face and my tiny little daughter, three years old, looked at me and she said, how dare you? And me and her mom looked at each other like, did she, what did you just say? And she said, "Uh, I said, how dare you shave the face off, shave the hair off your face, daddy. 
How dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up, people. I don't know who's training this little minion, okay? But this little child, where she gets this vocabulary from, I have no clue. I do not talk to her like that, and none of the shows that I put on for her even seem that way. But she goes, how dare you? And then uh, I decided to post the picture of my face without the beard, and I got assassinated by the internet. Uh, and uh, people, uh, my own cousin, uh, Chris Simon, uh, who's a brilliant, uh, he's, he's a brilliant uh, uh, website designer and photographer, uh, photoshopped my face. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to make a whole last cartoon uh, roasting you guys. You wait and see. And that's what that cartoon is going to be about. So when you see tomorrow, check out the cartoon. The podcast will come out today. And the podcast is coming out in a few hours. Uh, and the um, cartoon will be out tomorrow because it takes me a long-ass time. But yeah, I've been working on animation because I wanted to find a way to create something unique. I found it very common that everybody was, uh, you know, everybody was doing their thing. Like, you know, uh, there's a very famous comedian, uh, Tony Baker, and he does... Um, Shout out to Tony Baker. He's a cool-ass dude. Met him many times. We're cool. Uh, I, we actually worked together many times. I even hired him and brought him up to Canada. If you want to watch some really funny Instagram uh, videos, uh, Tony Baker does animal voices uh, with videos and stuff. It's hilarious. Um, but that's his thing. And then there's other comedians who do like the split screen where it's like them talking on one side and then on the other side is whatever the hell they're making fun of and roasting. And I just didn't want to be another face in the crowd. I wanted to build my own stage and I'm doing that with cartoons and I'm hoping that by the end, I'm still training on it. When I say I'm trading on it, I'm still trading. I make these cartoons myself. All right, so first off, you know already how I am as an employee, okay? I suck. So uh, I, 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 I make these cartoons myself. I write them, I direct them, and I create them. The only thing I don't do myself is the main character, which is myself. I did not draw that character, but I do animate that character. And so I have to pay an artist. I actually pay an amazing artist right here in... Um, Edmonton, Alberta. If you guys like the animation that you see, like the characters that are being drawn, uh, the person that does that, you can reach out to him on Facebook. His name is Simon Glassman. Simon Glassman is the person who uh, draws the uh, main character. He draws it. Once they have it drawn, uh, it's then given to me in like body parts. And then you connect all the body parts. And in this program uh, called Animation Pro, it allows you to move the body around and then it's kind of like like a flip book where like back in the day when you would like write like a bunch of pictures on a flip book and then eventually it would uh you know be the stick man running around that uh is essentially what you're doing on this uh on this program and so that's how i'm creating these cartoons and um i'm loving it to be honest and i would love uh that after about you know 15 to 20 weeks of me training on this uh, that I'd be able to put together a full-on animation. And I'm going to start doing a full-on cartoon series. Mind you, this is my boss talking right now. I'm going to start putting out and producing my own cartoon series. And so I'm really excited for that. That's going to be on a fans-only account. So basically how I'm going to do that is that uh, 
after I finished about 15 to 20 episodes, I'm going to uh, then create a dedicated page just for the cartoon series, which then you guys can go to and you'll watch uh, the 20 clips from the 20 episodes that I made. But you can also every week for whatever new episode is coming out, that's 30 minutes, which will be for the fans only. There'll be a one minute clip from it put into the uh, social media. So like say it's on Instagram or whatever. So you can watch the one minute clip for free and then decide if you want to pay whatever the hell the price will be for uh, watching the full 30-minute episode. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that because I don't see anybody doing anything like that. And uh, I'm documenting and dating this right now by saying it out loud just in case anybody tries to say that I'm copying them, just in case anybody gets to jump on me, is uh, that this is my idea that I want to do. I want to create my own cartoon series and... uh, have it be where you guys could tune in every week and watch my cartoon series. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that, man. So if you guys are a supporter of the uh, podcast, you're also definitely somebody who follows me on Instagram. Uh, so, and if you don't, uh, you should, at Sterling's Jokes. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is boring because uh, I don't like to do, I don't post my whole life. I know that's what people like to see. They like, you know, what did you eat? What are you wearing? What do you do? Yo, I'm a guy that lives. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy my life. And I'm so old school because I never had to, um, I never had to uh, take pictures of my life before in order to validate it. And so now the society that we're in, that's pretty much how it is. Like people believe that if they go on vacation and not take pictures to show off to anybody, that it means that it didn't happen. Or it's not enjoyable. And I don't understand that because I'm like, I never took pictures on any of my vacations. I had a bomb-ass time. And what happened there stayed there, except for the diseases. Those come home. Anyways, um, so yeah, my Instagram ain't all that exciting. But when I post shit, it's because it's meaningful. So if you don't follow me now, follow me. I don't interrupt your timeline, all right? I don't interrupt your timeline. I don't make it where I'm that person where I post 56 pictures of my face. There's got to be something wrong with that. I, 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 there's got to be something wrong with that. The, 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 the posted pictures of your face every day, every day, every day. Like you're telling me that there's got, I guarantee you it's going to be looked up years from now and they'll give a title to it. But I'm just calling it right now that social media, Instagram specifically, has created a narcissistic society that uh, believes it's okay to have 960 photos of your face that you post every single fucking day. I don't know. I find that weird. I mean, like, if you came to my house and to hang out and I was like, hey, do you want to see this photo album? And it was just 300 photos of my face. Um, you'd probably tell me, go fuck myself. Yet, a lot of people's profiles uh, emulate what I'm saying. And I think it's weird. I think it's weird, and I, what even is more weird is the fact that people are attracted to that. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It's not for me. But then again, there's a lot of things that are not for me. Like, there's a new thing now where uh, people listen to the sound of people eating. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, I saw a page of this dude, this Asian dude, and he was just slurping spaghetti. And the shit had... 
hundreds of thousands of views. And I was so angry because one of my views is now part of this fucking conglomerate of idiots. Like, really, people? That's where we're at right now? How long have you been inside that you want to listen to the sound of other people eating? I don't know, man. That ain't my thing. Anyways, that's some of the weird shit that uh, I see, but also some of the shit that's coming out uh, pretty soon. I know I told you guys I, I built an entire studio, which I did in my uh, house that I have not even used once. And uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But uh, in the meantime, between time, uh, we're still doing the audio version of this podcast. <laughs> I swear to God, people, my 50 dedicated listeners, listen to me. I love you guys so much because you guys rock with me through all the stupid shit I do. I am not a guy who uh, likes to do things when I don't want to do shit. Like, I felt like doing the podcast today. I really wanted to do the podcast today. And I wanted to talk to you guys. And that's why I'm here. And I feel like if I do shit when I'm not in the mood, it won't be fun. And so if if something's not fun for me, I won't do it. Because I believe, like, for myself personally, my measurement of success is based on my happiness. And so for a podcast to be successful for me, it's not how many people are listening. It's how happy I am when I fucking do it. And that's how life should be for everything that we do. Stop doing it for other people and start thinking about yourself. Not in a selfish way, but maybe even sometimes in a selfish way where it's like, what was the last time you did something for the enjoyment of yourself, regardless of the fact of what other people feel? I find a lot of the times people are like that, where they uh, refuse their own happiness to appease the needs of somebody else. Well, if that's selfish, well, then I'm a selfish motherfucker. But uh, I hope that right now, as you guys are listening, that you're uh, you know, on your way to work or driving or whatever, and that you're enjoying and having a good time with me and rocking with me right now. I done talked out the whole spliff. I posted uh, on my social media, I said, uh, weed is better than liquor. Now, this is coming from a guy who was a hardcore binge drinker. And I loved alcohol. I, I genuinely did. I do. I still, I, still, I still flirt with it. You know what I mean? I don't fuck with her no more like that. But you know... Every now and then, if she comes over, I give her some. Uh, <laughs> we have a bond, you know what I'm saying? We've been through too much for me to just cut it off like that. But I I genuinely, genuinely love marijuana better than uh, alcohol. And here's why. Um, weed, when you smoke weed... it. it, it for those of you who don't smoke weed, hear me out, man. I know you guys are like, what? Weed? You're, weed is bad. You guys grew up believing the hype of how weed is bad and that it's a drug and it's all these kind of things. Meanwhile, all these people are telling you this are the same ones offering you a drink. I mean, alcohol has killed way more people than marijuana has ever done. There's been no recorded overdoses of marijuana. No one's ever smoked themselves to death. People have drank themselves to death. Nobody's ever been in... When, when they developed MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, it wasn't ever 
ever, ever talked about with marijuana being a cause of why you crash. The only reason why they started to add it in now is because now the government wants to sell it. But nobody ever left a house party back in the early 90s high and they were like, you shouldn't drive. You're high. But if you were drinking, they'd be like, you don't drive. You're drunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, when you when you smoke... Um, it puts you in a euphoric, uh, an observatory mood. Well, this is me, not you. This is me. Everybody's different on weed. And there's some people who don't like weed because they smoked for a very long time and now they're over it. Uh, uh, then there's people who smoke weed and they're like, oh, I don't like it because I don't like the way it makes me feel. Those people I tend to find uh, are, have a hard time letting go of control. Because weed, you can't control weed. You got to let it go, man. You just got to let the weed take you wherever the fuck the journey is going to go. But if you fight it, you'll get conflict within yourself, which will cause all those issues that you're talking about. And so people like that, I find, you know, I mean, obviously it's not everybody. There's always that one asshole out of the 50 listeners who is going to be like, well, I just don't like to smoke it because of shut the fuck up. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about in general. I'm painting with a large brush right now. But like, uh, for me personally, what weed does is it puts me in, in a euphoric observatory state. What that mean when I say that is that I feel good and I don't necessarily want to talk, but I want to see, I want to observe. So it's like, it's amazing for me. Like if I'm at a club and I'm high, I don't need to talk. I don't need to, I'm enjoying the sound of the music. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the vibe of the music and I'm enjoying watching people be happy as they dance. You know what I'm saying? And uh, whereas opposed to alcohol, I got to be the person that's out there dancing. I got to be the person that's out there enjoying the music because everything else, you know, alcohol just makes you, you know, moving. Yeah, I got to get out there. But I also like the fact that if a bunch of people are smoking weed together, we will always be at peace. But if a bunch of people are drinking together, one of us might stab each other or shoot each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? You could be with your bestest best friends, get drunk, wake up, and one of you have a black eye. You get drunk, uh, you you smoke weed, and you just wake up. And then all you do is you wake up, and you're like, I'm really, really hungry. And no matter how high I've gotten, I've never, you know, really done anything super embarrassing. But you know how many times I've gotten drunk, and the next day I wake up, and the first thing I got to do is check my phone for like, who did I text message? Who did I call? What shit did I say? And who do I have to apologize to? So like, and then on top, and then the final, the final real big deal, hangovers. Yo, I'm, I'm 38 and uh, hangovers are too powerful for me now, man. Hangovers, I used to get up and just go, baby, have a headache, whatever, man, start drinking again. Now, when I get a hangover, that shit takes me out. I feel like a COVID patient. Like, I want, like, a, 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 a mask over my face to help my breathing. I need to be laid up in a bed with an IV sticking out my arm. So You ever get so drunk you pray to die? That's how drunk I've been in my life. You ever be so drunk where you cry and you're throwing up and all you're saying is, Lord, forgive me. I'll never do this again. 
and then you wake up with the pounding pain of the headache, your eyes can't open, you're throwing up water because water tastes nasty now, and you're just fucking dying, that never happens on weed. You know, the, the most that'll happen is you can green out, whereas if you smoke way too much weed, you'll get dizzy and throw up. That's about it. That's the equivalent of it. But then you wake up the next morning and you're fine. You might still be a little high, but that's it, man. And so, like, for me, I enjoy the fact that I could sit around socially and then just chain smoke weed with my friends and just be high the whole time and know that, you know, that's, that's all that's going to happen. We just go eat, laugh, and talk shit and watch rap videos. That's been the thing I've been... Uh, <laughs> getting into a lot of lately uh, since I've been sitting here on COVID is watching rap battles. And here's why I love them because they're hilarious to me in the sense that this is literally two grown men who spent a lot of time writing poetry about each other and then a bunch of people around them cheering them on as they read and recite poetry. Cause that's really what's happening. And it makes me laugh so hard. And, uh, the fact that uh, they say all these things, all these tough guy shit, like, I'll shoot you and my gun's so big and da-da-da-da-da. And yet, if they fight, uh, it's like, you're ruining the culture. And so it's just a hilarious thing for me. Watch some rap battles, King of the Dot or uh, URL, Smack. Watch those rap battles. If you want to know somebody that's good and fun to watch uh, from Canada, we got a good one. Uh, Pat Stay. Anything with Pat Stay. In it is entertaining. He's uh, from Nova Scotia and he's an amazing battle rapper. I love his personality and his charm and his hilarity. And then, if you want to watch another, per- Charlie Clips. Charlie Clips. His dad is actually the dad that the movie um, Paid in Full is based on. He's a phenomenal rapper. And uh, Hollow the Dawn and K Shine and John John the Don. Those are all great ones, man. Watch that shit. And you'll see what I'm talking about. It's awesome and hilarious to watch, man. You got to get on that. And um, speaking of marijuana, shout out. I, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I was, uh, get, I've, been, I've become a brand ambassador. That's right. I'm a brand ambassador for a weed company uh, called Numo Cannabis here in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, shout out to Numo Cannabis. Make sure you guys go and check them out. They're a dope-ass place. It's a bunch of University of Alberta students got together and opened up their own weed stores. And uh, they also have, uh, they bought out their uh, a parking lot so that they can have performances and that where people can smoke weed outdoors and watch live performances. And uh, I will be doing some pop-up shows there uh, in the month of August. So look that out for that. Uh, it'll be uh, the last three weeks of August. I will be doing a show once a week, every week at Numo Cannabis. And I'm making it absolutely free for everybody to attend. Because I just want you guys outdoors rocking with me again the way we used to in the old days. And we get to smoke weed outdoors on top of that. So um, look out for those dates. I can't promote that we're allowed to smoke weed. But if you live in Edmonton and you're listening to this podcast, you can fucking smoke weed at my shows outdoors. All right? So ain't nobody else doing that kind of shit. So make sure you guys come out and check that. And uh, I'm also in the talks with some other big stuff uh, that hopefully will be happening uh, with comedy and the arts. 
That's all I'm going to say about that for right now. But I really hope, fingers crossed, that that shit comes out. So um, uh, look out for more information with stuff like that. And, of course, let me hype my dates. I am back on stage once again. And I will tell you where. Here's where I will be performing and when. So in August, uh, August uh, uh, 28th and 29th, I will be in uh, I will be in Calgary, Calgary Yuck Yucks. I'm looking forward to that. I just signed with Yuck Yucks, so this is my first time headlining with them, and I'm also headlining in Edmonton. And oh shoot, actually, my first time headlining will be in Edmonton, and uh, that will be um. August uh, 14th and 15th. So August 14th and 15th and then August 28th and 29th. Uh, you can catch me at Yuck Yucks. You'll buy your tickets online, people, because I'm rocking my new hour. And uh, here's another special announcement that I keep forgetting. This is what I mean when I say I do so much shit that I forget about things to tell you guys. Before COVID hit, I was supposed to record my album called Corporate Clean. Uh, At the Calgary show on the 28th and the 29th, I'm recording my album Corporate Clean, but I'm recording a second album. That's right. I'm recording two one-hour specials. All right. I've got four shows. So the early shows on Friday and Saturday will be my corporate clean performance. And then the late show on both Friday and Saturday are going to be uh, the other performance, which I haven't even named yet. But basically, it's 2020 wrapped in a nutshell. Everything that we've gone through, COVID, BLM, life, you know, all that shit. It's my brand new 45 uh, that I've been working on. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. Some of you have seen it. Um, if you were at the Saturday night late, sh- if you were at the Saturday night show late show uh, when I was performing at Edmonton, then you've seen uh, a taste of what it's looking like. But I'm just been constantly punching it up, making it better, and and doing so much better with it. So uh, come on out, and uh, I want to rock the crowd with you guys and record these two albums. So I have two album recordings. It's happening in Calgary, the 28th and the 29th. If you live in Edmonton and you got people in Calgary, let them know because I'm bringing the fucking heat, people. All right? With that being said, man... Uh, I'm gonna let you guys go for now. I want you guys to try to be better people and, uh, be nice to each other. Do something nice, man. You know what I mean? Change somebody else's day with a nice action. Even if you're a piece of shit human being, just go out and do something nice for somebody. Uh, and don't take pictures of it, post it or talk about it. Just do something nice for somebody. Let's start being the change that we can see in the world for the better. All right. I love you guys. Thank you, my 50 dedicated listeners. I'll see you guys next week on Sunday. I'm going to go back to doing it regularly on Sunday. I'm going to I'm gonna attribute my four followers or the six followers that I've had that I lost because they don't know when the podcast is coming out. All right? Stick with me. Rock with me. I love you guys. This has been another episode of The Comedy Reject. We out. We out.